This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on episode 44 of Paranormal Dads. Welcome to Paranormal Dads Live, sorta. <laughs> Aloha. And Hello. We're gonna be we're doing this kind of like the live show we did at Scooter's uh, Coffee House. So you're gonna get a little bit of stuff you don't normally get on an episode, like us saying hello. Um, the comments are up and running, so feel free to post a comment. Um, we may not address your comment as it happens because we were be we're recording this as an episode. So it takes a lot of focus, a lot of concentration. Do you have any idea? Yeah. <laughs> Look at Andy, and we, he's sweating already. And we can't mess up this this way. No. No, I mean people should I mean well if it, anyone who listens to our normal episodes and sticks through all the way past the wrap up music and hears our outtakes knows how much uh, shenanigans and mistakes and whoopsie daisies we make behind the scenes so now it's just all out in the open everyone's gonna see us as we are live so but what else are people gonna do tonight tune in right detach from reality get some entertainment uh you know hear about monsters myths and mysteries so we're psyched to be here and uh it's been it's been a hot minute miss you guys miss you too man this is yeah, crazy miss you too it's, it's you know been, it's been what a few few weeks since we released our last episode but it's good that we could kind of pull this together and and get some content out there for everybody. Yeah. Right. No, it's 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 been too long and you know we'd be remiss if we didn't at least kind of acknowledge the the viral elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh this the is a Yeah, it's just a crazy time and you know everybody just be smart, be safe, wash your dang hands. <laughs> Listen to your intuition. Yeah. You know, yeah. and six uh, feet, six feet, man. I've been seeing this uh, meme going around on social media, or even a T-shirt. Actually, it was a Bigfoot picture of Bigfoot. And it said uh, social distancing champion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So good. Um, but yeah, sit back and relax. We're going to stick to our format uh, as close as we can. And we're going to be doing this as an audio episode as, as well. So we'll download this and put it up on the on the channels for you guys to listen to audio wise as well. So uh, bear All with right. us on that one, but this is our, this is our picking up the baton and the paranormal bone shaped baton and running with it. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he's uh, tuned in from a freaking space, space shuttle back there, a spaceship with all the glowing ambiance. He, he's got the lighting going. He does. man. I do. He does. I do. Tuning right. in guys... from the USS ghosty <laughs> paranormal D <laughs> uh yeah so with that i think we got what recent sightings and i think this is uh this is you pat isn't it it is oh Here we go. everybody get ready here we go recent sightings
Okay, so Houston, Texas family found that creepy sometimes comes in a very familiar form. Oh. So there's this family that uh, the parents gave their, their young daughter an Elsa doll for Christmas one year. This goes back to like 2013. Okay. And for about two years, uh, Elsa was a great family toy. Uh, the daughter probably wrote her name on her foot and uh, colored oh, on her. and well, Andy style, huh? Yeah. Elsa, <laughs> Elsa sang and Elsa talked and... And Elsa was a, a great friend to this young girl. Then after about 2000, up to about 2015, things started getting a little strange with Elsa. So Elsa started speaking in Spanish. Elsa continued okay. to speak in English. She was bilingual. Ooh. So that was not a feature. Weird. She paid extra for that. And then she continued to do strange things. There, there, by the way, there wasn't a button that you could switch between languages either. No, in Espanol? No. So so, uh, so she's speaking Spanish, and then she would also randomly talk and, and sing while the doll was actually turned off. Okay. So that, that's kind of creepy. I mean, this could be an electrical thing or something. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, weirder. It so they decide, after a while, uh, th th they'll just let this thing run out of batteries and six years goes by and she continues to talk and and speak in different languages finally they just decided you know this thing's kind of weird it's making noises in places you know at times <clears> when <throat> they don't want to be hearing it even the, the daughter was fine with the ultimate decision to throw the doll away so what they did put it in the trash put it out on the curb and that was the end of it then a short time later Elsa showed up on a wooden bench in the house, and everybody wore. No, <laughs> everybody. Was she, I just picture it being like, was she like partially burned and blackened? And, yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know. She, she was back, and and everybody swore. You know, it wasn't a practical joke. They didn't bring her back. You know, they put it out with the garbage. But Elsa was back. <laughs> so you, you're thinking, you know, Toy Story. Did she <laughs> jump out of the garbage cr truck and come running home? Well, yeah, I, mean, I, did, I could just picture it like sitting up and turning her head towards the family. Why did you throw me away, mommy? You know, kind of <laughs> Why did you <laughs> let it go is written on the wall in blood. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, speaking of Elsa and Frozen, check out. This is the only pair of headphones that in these desperate times of humanity, these are the only headphones I had in my house compatible with my computer. It's my daughter's Frozen 2. <laughs> Let's see those, Andy. Check that out. Oh, That's my classic. gosh. Man, Into the Unknown oh is right. Frozen 2. <laughs> into the Unknown, indeed. <laughs> headphones are better than people. <laughs> but that's i was like well i gotta do what i gotta do because that's putting the dad and paranormal dad right there that is, you're going that full is. dad mode with those that's uh, right you, you gotta do what you gotta do that's so right you have, you have so the story is weirder though guys what so you know the doll comes back this time they were so weirded out they tightly wrapped it in its own garbage bag oh, and boy. put that garbage bag inside another garbage bag filled with trash Ooh. put it <laughs> in the bottom of their garbage can, put more garbage bags on top of that, put it out on the curb. Now they made it mad. <laughs> and then the trash man came the next day, took it all away, it was gone. 
they they figured they had seen the last of Elsa. Not so. They what? went they went off on vacation, came back a, a week or two later. Uh, the the daughter was out playing in the yard out in the backyard, and who did she find? Sure enough, Elsa was in the backyard. So either somebody went mm-hmm. to a great amount of trouble to cause a <laughs> I mean joke. Or there's something really funky going on with that doll. The mom at that point, the mom was saying, "I'm betting on the paranormal because I, you know, I don't think someone's going to go to the landfill and dig up Elsa just to, you no, know, prove a no. point." I, sometimes I've watched on like the Science Channel or you know Discovery Channel. It'll be in like a warehouse or a factory, and there's these machines with these interlaced claws that grind things up, and you could throw anything. You could throw a refrigerator in this machine, and it will grind it up to a pulp. So yeah, I'd be getting one of those things and. Throwing that Throwing doll in there, it. dude, it will grind up the molecules inside that doll. Ugh. As you as you grind it, you just hear like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing was, though, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the child had act- actually written on the doll. And it was the very same doll they found out in the yard. You know, all of her writing was still on the doll in the places that she left it. So... So, uh, so what they did is um, the family had, uh, I believe, it, 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 the mom was posting all this on, on her Facebook page. And she had a friend from a running club she was on on Facebook. He actually lived in Minnesota. The family was in Texas. So he volunteered to take Elsa off her hands. So she packaged Elsa up. And here's the creepy thing. She packaged it up and it laughed for like 30 minutes. It laughed? She could hear it laughing in the box for like 30 minutes. She it's ma- like, ha ha, you're not, you're not getting rid of me. Kind she of deal, ma- right? They mail it to Minnesota with no return address. So, <laughs> so they, they no also one got a one way back to her. You're like one way ticket, man. You're not coming back. And so these days, Elsa is now... Uh, attached to the front grill of a large four by four pickup for g- some guy in Minnesota, and he drives around with Elsa on the grill of his truck. He's just punishing this doll. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Maybe Elsa's ha- happy. I don't know, but uh, yeah, apparently Elsa couldn't too. let it go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, good one. That's a good one. Oh gosh, that reminds me of those Looney Tunes episodes where, like, uh, the coyote like takes the Roadrunner, throws it in the safe, dips it in concrete, wraps it up in chains, throws it on a space shuttle, and flies it into the sun. <laughs> it comes yeah. back, and Elsa's yeah. on the bed. It's still there. <laughs> I never left. <laughs> What's Dude, it with that's... the dolls? Yeah, so what be is careful it with, with the, dolls? the dolls that you buy. You might not Seriously. want to. Get- get dolls with voice boxes no that's the one that gets me every time is haunted dolls man (laughs) because it's it's creepy to begin with and then like when the batteries run out like one of two things is going to happen it's either going to stop or it's going to get 10 times creepier when it works without the battery so it's like it can go either way at that point in time which i'm not gonna lie like as a dad i'm so tired of buying new batteries that if all it (laughs) takes is to have my doll like with some demon power to keep it going i might make that trade-off yeah (laughs) that's gonna be the next duracell commercial powered by real demons it'll last for 666 hours (laughs) zero emissions (laughs) except for your soul Oh, that's gosh. insane i i can't man i i always get when i hear those doll stories um 
I think about um, there was a there is a, sh- a TV show now called Expedition X. Yeah, it's done yeah. by Josh Gates and his he has this whole new paranormal team. Uh-huh. And they just got off of um, an investigation of that island of dolls in Mexico. I watched that one, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Really? And and even even the guy, like the the guy, the caretaker curator, yeah. like he takes it seriously. He was like, oh, yeah. No, you can't be here at night. You'll you'll no. get hurt, something will happen. And yeah. yeah. And then the yeah. the intuitive lady that they had on that show, she had like a, a panic attack. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, during their investigation because just some of the nasty energy attached to those dolls. But I don't know, dude. Did they, did they talk about any of the dolls specifically? Because remember a while back in one of our episodes, we talked about a haunted, I think it was a haunted Barbie Mm -hmm. and, and they left it. Somebody bought one and left it at this um, shrine basically Mm. where, where this young girl had was resting in peace and uh, might be the same. I remember that. It it could be the same. I, I don't think they were talking about any specific dolls, but I mean, this, this Island has like, tens of thousands of dolls, like missing eyes, missing limbs, like hanging from ropes. It was the Island of Misfit toys. (laughs) (laughs) Man, even even the Charlie in the box wouldn't go there. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. I'm scared. Mm -mm. I, I, man, I, yeah, I, ever since I was a kid and I inadvertently uh, saw the movie, um, part of the movie, not all of it, but child's play starring that haunted, Possessed doll yeah. Chucky. Chucky. I was just done, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. done. As <laughs> a guy who loves action figures too, I'm like, I can't. If one of them even moved, I'd burn them all. <laughs> Into the fire with you. I don't know. Dolls, dolls are. In, I actually, I got a doll right over my shoulder here. This little Which guy. He, he's not going to haunt anybody though. It's the one Pat gave to us. Oh, uh, the little squatchy little guy. Big, little Bigfoot. For our audio listeners uh, who aren't uh, on social media or Facebook, or if you are, come and check us out um, on Facebook, and uh, you'll see this video. So you'll see some fun. You'll see our faces. <laughs> Lord help you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. But Eddie, uh, what, a couple days I did after shave your... for the occasion. <laughs> you did. You're all shaved I, I wondered up. if maybe I should be doing makeup as well. I, I, I don't know what I would have. Would you do. look good, man? You look good. Powder it up. Well, Eddie, Eddie texted us a message after a couple of days after your office shut down and told you to work from home. Eddie texted us a, a little thing and he was like, Well, I haven't showered in three days. I <laughs> have <laughs> no reason to for yeah. basic hygiene anymore. Right. Yeah. Nope. I disgusted myself at that point. I had to go get a shower. Oh gosh. When, when your wife hands you like a necklace made of soap. <laughs> Hear this. Or garlic. <laughs> It'll be good. Exactly. <laughs> You'd rather smell raw garlic than yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, man, that is That's nuts. I, I kind of want to see if there's any follow-up. Like, what happens to this doll if it decides to unhinge yeah. itself off of a off of a garbage truck? It, is she running loose in Minnesota? And, you know, she can handle the co- cold. That's no problem for her. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> cold never no. bothered her anyway. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's a good, that's a good that was recent. Well, <laughs> a good recent, Pat. Thanks. All right. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. So I guess this takes us into my segment, the second second segment of, of our show every time around, uh, pop culture and the paranormal. Yeah, I was thinking, what you know, what haven't we done before? You know, we, books, movies, uh, comic books, uh, action figures, 
And I thought, what about TV shows? TV shows are about as pop culture as they get. I mean, yeah. uh, right now, I mean, most people are like binging Netflix for something to do. And so I just started to, to think to myself, some of the good paranormal things that I've seen on TV lately that are popular and and uh, immediately, well, I thought of Expedition X that we just talked about, which is phenomenal. But the one that I'm going to talk about today for pop culture is um, Paranormal Caught on Camera is the name. Yes. Of it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tra yeah. Travel Channel show. I think they have two seasons in. There's dozens and dozens of these episodes. But um, yeah, um, it's it's a show. What I like about it is that it doesn't. It's not overly specific in terms of just talking about. Uh, ghosts or just talking about Bigfoot or just talking about UFOs. It, it literally does everything. Covers it, does, it covers everything. And in each episode, they'll cover three or four uh, different stories. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And uh, um, you know, each one's a little bit different and I like the variety. Yeah. Um, but you know what I noticed is some of the uh, paranormal caught on camera Again, is the name of it, Travel Channel. I'm not sure what day of the week it airs, but it doesn't really okay. matter. Just such it, it's DVRs. on a lot. It's you know you can catch it <laughs> almost every other day. It seems I, I come across it. Get oh, us on there, man! You know, what are we doing? Certainly on the weekends you can find it. I uh, I set my my DVR to record it, and it was like new episodes only or repeats, and I was like everyone from the beginning of <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I was like I want to watch all of them. Just line them up. Because I, I, I had people telling me about this, like, did you see the, the latest paranormal caught on camera? And, and like, I hadn't, I, I didn't catch on to it right away. And so I was asking people, like, is it just ghost stuff? They're like, no, it's everything. It's Bigfoot. It's it's mm -hmm. small monsters. It's anomalies. It's it's everything. So yeah. Fresno Nightcrawler. They got UFOs. They got all kinds yeah. of fun stuff. They got the Fresno Nightcrawler, Pat? Yeah, yeah I saw it on one of those episodes. Ooh, he's my favorite, like, no, not the famous... <laughs> Those videos you know, are weird. You know what I have noticed though about the show is is the 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 paranormal moments that are caught on camera in terms of uh, ghostly figures. Um, it's mostly just guys. It's usually like single men. It seems like in their thirties or forties, just sitting around the house with a camera on them. <laughs> just so happen to have a camera on them as the paranormal stuff is happening. It just makes me think. You know, I'm not a skeptic at all, but I'm just yeah. saying how many of these could be staged with a string, right. some string, and at just the right moment, you, you pull the leg of the chair out. And a lot of it's right. like extremely violent, not violent, like harmful, but like extremely obvious, obnoxious, like poltergeist activity, like, like you know, cups and silverware flying across the room, chairs just flying, right. you know. Stuff. It's epic stuff. It's not just like minute things that yeah, we're used yeah. to. It's like cabinets being slammed and, and on camera. And yeah. one of the ones I think I saw on that show was a while back we talked about a uh, we talked about a video that was recorded in an Irish uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was late at night after everybody had left the building and and there were lockers being slammed and mm -hmm. and uh, wet floor signs being kicked. Uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff on this videotape. It was yeah, like closed-circuit uh, security video. And it, it was pretty uh, just alarming how violent it was. Um, they, you know, they swore that it wasn't a hoax. Um, and I don't know if that one was ever debunked or not. Uh, I think it probably would have been a good candidate too. I know some people were trying to, but well, yeah. with, with but, that case and and with some other cases that are on this on this show, 
uh, it crosses the territory of, um, you know, happenstance. So either either this is 100% legit bona fide paranormal activity or it's a hoax. There's oh, no in between. Right. right. There's exactly. no. There's, yeah. There's no in between. It's not like some of those UFO um, footage, you know, where okay, it may be a helicopter, it may be an right. alien spaceship. It's too distant. It's too grainy. Yeah. Like this yeah. is up close and in your face. So, right. Yeah. 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 Up close, in your face, paranormal, <laughs> in space, ghosts gone wild. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I like it for for the variety, honestly. Because if if anyone listening is or watching is like us, you know, and you kind of live and breathe the the monsters, myths, and mysteries of the world, you need variety so that you don't get burnt out on any one particular subject. I mean, I know for for us. Not to put words in you guys' mouth, but I know for us, some of our favorites, obviously Bigfoot, maybe number one, but UFOs, ghosts. But I, personally, I'm I'm kind of nowadays more attracted to the stuff that is so, so unexplainable. Like you, right. you can't even venture a guess as to what it is. Like something that is so out there, you know, like the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Like there, there's exactly. nothing else out there like it. Um, right. Exactly. I also like uh, sightings of large birds. And was it last episode or the one before where Eddie had his, for lack of a better term, it was almost a dragon sighting uh, in the yes. skies of Omaha. Yes. Like stuff like that that's so bizarre. One of my favorites uh, also in the, in the realm of just utterly perplexing is uh, these cases. And there's not a lot of them, but in Central America and South America, it's these cases of uh, people or children catching uh, grainy, uh, choppy video footage of like little garden gnomes uh, yeah. little, like little people like one foot right. tall with a pointy hat kind of thing and it runs across the room and you know some of them are obviously you know uh, hoaxes perhaps but uh, stuff like that I like the weird weird stuff there was another right. one I saw on that that show you're talking about uh, it was they were talking about <laughs> fairies being spotted <laughs> is a garden that a garden gnome right weird garden gnome just <laughs> ran right by uh uh, I think it was someplace in England. There were uh, little fairies that they caught on camera, and it was, it was, yeah. if it if it was special effects, it was pretty good special effects. Yeah, it's but so I, hard. I, I did see that on that particular show. I'm yeah. with you. I think, uh, and like you said, not to put words in our our mouths too, or other, you know, you guys, but like I'm. At this point, like you don't do something like what we've been doing with this show now for are we in our third year or fourth year now? I think uh, the third. Okay. Yeah, I'll trust yeah. Matt's we're, we're coming up on three. Okay. It'll be three in September. I, think. I could have sworn we started in 2017, but I might be wrong. I thought we did. I don't know. <laughs> I think it might be your fourth. Anyway, <laughs> you could be right. Um, my you can only live in this world so long. And Andy, you've been doing this. This is your career. You, you, like, like this yeah. is our hobby. You live, breathe and eat this. I mean, this is yeah. where, you know, but like things like extraterrestrials were open, like open to the point where we kind of like believe, like we're like, yeah, yeah. More than likely those are out there. Bigfoot, very open to the idea. So it's like, if they were to one day find, Hey, we found him. We're not going to be like totally shocked. Like, what? Mm -hmm like uh you know so i'm i'm with you where it's like i'm really more into like some really bonkers weird stuff yeah. the more weird the better now because well, it, exactly and you know what if if, yeah. if if next week they did you know capture a sasquatch and it's you know not i hope this wouldn't happen but like 
it conclusive evidence. Like we have Bigfoot, right. it's in a zoo, you can come see it. I think like we'd all be like, oh my God, like I can't believe like it's the mystery has once and for all been solved. But then we'd be like, okay, let's go try to find Loch Ness now. It'd be like the end of yeah. uh, Harry and the Hendersons, maybe that crazy Bigfoot hunter guy when he finally saw one for his own eyes. And they're like, what are you going to dedicate your life to now? And he was like, there's always Loch Ness. Yeah, you know? Loch Ness. Off to Loch Ness. The guy that would smell Bigfoot turds and like, and like put a two, his like, num, 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 and he's like, yeah, he literally uh, lived and breathed and ate it. Yeah. 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 No, that was his thing. He was into it. No, it's, um, it's, it's a good show. Again, it's on the travel channel and I swear the travel channel is slowly just becoming pretty much like the paranormal channel. I yeah. mean, you got oh, ghost yeah. shows. They yeah, had, there's uh, so many ghost shows on that channel now. <laughs> it's like that's that's all it is, and I'm not complaining. But like, on the no, travel channel, they're trying. <laughs> channel. Like, like, guys, listen, I got news for you. You're not the travel channel anymore. Yeah, you're, you know, Discovery Channel is kind of the the same way. They're moving more away from science and into more almost science fiction type stuff, where you've got you know the paranormal stuff, and then they also cover. Uh, you know, people living in the wilderness, naked and afraid type stuff. And yeah. <laughs> well, just... you know, because there there is new stuff to discover that is like, uh, you know, um, hard science, air quotes real. Like there's that, you know, but it's getting harder and harder to find new stuff, you know. And so it's like we and people are excited for mystery and we yeah. want to see and hear stuff that we can't normally get to all the time. And what better way than with, you know, TV shows that have that kind of reach? Uh, I'm Here's my plea to Travel Channel. Hey, if only you had three charismatic guys who like to, to do crazy adventures and make dad jokes the whole time. I wonder where. <laughs> where would you find that? Where would you find that place? Uh, super yeah, fan of the show. Cliff Rockman and he'll keep us, keep us in line. Exactly. These yahoos, these clowns. Right. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll have him on the show eventually. I guarantee that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, paranormal caught on camera. Set your DVRs. I mean, what else you got to do in the, in the coming weeks? Uh, just binge it. Set your DVR to record all new and repeat. And it's it's good. You know, I mean, I especially, again, look for the ones that have the, the lesser known things such as, uh, you know, a, a sea monster or a garden gnome or Bigfoot or, you know, uh, things of that nature. So yep. portals in the sky, you know, weird, weird stuff. Actually, I'm going to probably you know, get off here eventually after we're done with our broadcast and tuck my daughter into bed and probably go watch it uh, this evening, actually. So we, we practice what we preach here at Paranormal Dads, right? <laughs> Andy's Andy's speaking my language. That's right. That's, well, that's what I got today for uh, Pop Culture and the Paranormal Boys. So uh, I guess without further ado, you've had your appetizer, you've had your, uh, you've had your warm-up session, and now we're, we're down to the main course, the main mystery, which is uh, none other than Mr. Eddie Fossler, our fearless leader. What you got for us, Eddie? And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> now, sit back. I'm gonna I'm gonna light a candle to get in the mood for this one. <laughs> oh. Is this gonna be a romantic edition of Main Mystery, Eddie? Here we go. All we need now are a few glow sticks. <laughs> I'm going to burn my fingers. Don't burn your paranormal beard. Paranormal beard. The candle <laughs> is lit. Oh, man. I wonder if they make like monster scented candles. 
you know, like you know, like a like a Loch Ness that's green that smells like a swamp, or like Bigfoot that's brown and it smells like a foot. Smells like a skunk. skunk. It's funny you sh- <laughs> fart candles. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, let's do it. If we can't get a a Travel Channel series, we'll make some paranormal scented candles. <laughs> Bigfoot armpit. You know, I saw they have Middle Earth inspired candles. Oh, really? And I was like, does it smell like Hobbit feet? <laughs> um. No, it doesn't. It smells like leather. Uh, so in my handy dandy, it's funny, Andy, you've given me some grief, not grief. You've given me some playful ribbing over my my love of keeping around my paranormal guide notebook mm-hmm. um, that I write my notes in. Because today's main mystery is going to be on ancient books that no one can read. AKA Eddie's handwriting. No, AKA <laughs> this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but yeah. handwriting actually. I'm just, I'm just I, it's okay. It's I'm all just right. joshing you, joshing with me. Um, I have been doing some deep diving over the past several weeks and have just taken some extensive notes on some great paranormal stuff. So we got some content to last us for months right now. Um, well, we got nothing but time. <laughs> so so sit back, relax, as we take you away to the main mystery of ancient texts that nobody can actually, either people can read, but they're weird, or they can't read at all. So we're going to kick this thing off right away with, probably I should save, I should save this for last, but I'm just going to start with the meat. Okay. The Voynich Manuscript. Yes, Andy knows hoping, what I'm talking about. I, that's a, that's the only one that actually came to mind. Uh, I, I I was never sure how to pronounce it if it was Voynich or Voynich, but it's it's weird, isn't it? I may be mispronouncing it, so people correct me if I'm wrong, and we'll go from there. But yeah, Voynich, Voynich. Um, so the Voynich manuscript has been called the book that no one can read. That's um, pretty. That's pretty right to the point, isn't it? Yeah, it's very hard it's the yeah. book that nobody can read. Well, it's insane. Um, the it's manuscript weird. contains its own writing system that is totally unrelated to anything known today. Um, and there's a lot of pictures in it too, right? There's a lot of pictures. Um, you know, we're we're just getting this video thing down, so bear with us. But um, we'll we'll have pictures posted on our um, our website where the audio will be available for this, and we'll put some up on the Facebook page too. But this book is insane uh the book is filled with odd illustrations and weird fusions of animal and plants um what looks to be like medicinal guides and recipes and like cross sections of like anatomy of of different creatures that don't seem to exist in this dimension Mm -hmm. um and so sounds like some rocky horror picture show or something oh dude it's it's (laughs) weird um Nobody so, knows who wrote it. Is that correct, Eddie? Nobody knows who actually wrote the book. Um, it's believed to have been written in the 15th or 16th centuries by them carbon dating the ink and the you know the style of ink in it. Um, it's obscure origins, uh, which found its way into modern hands is unknown. Oh, they don't quite know how it landed where it did either. Like they're just like this book almost just like appeared. Like some guy just had it, a la like Gremlin style. Was he on Oak Island? Exactly. <laughs> Please find something in that hole. Yeah. Um, got to be something down there. 
The bookseller was Wilford uh, Voynich, and he purchased the book from this uh, store it was in in 1912, hence the name, but the origins of the book, they don't know. So it's it's literally called the Voynich Manuscript because that's the last guy to have purchased the book. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, well, there you go. I already learned something. I, I figured it was named after the place they found it or something. Yeah, so. that's the dude. Okay. Um, his name, uh, yeah, once again, was a Wilfried Voynich. Hmm. Um Theories sounds, galore. Sounds German, doesn't it? Sounds kind of German. Maybe it's Voynich. German. Voynich. Voynich. Um, <laughs> theories galore have come up about the possible origins of this book, uh, all of them being, you know, disproven, basically. Um, was once owned by the Holy Emperor, Rudolf II. Wow. The signature, one of the signatures in the book could only be detected by ultraviolet light. Huh. So they're using the material that it's on. It's almost like a like leather hide or it wasn't regular paper. I don't believe it's a mix. Like there's different pages made of different materials in this single bound book. And, you know, like I said, there's it's written in a language no one can interpret. And there's no like codex to break down the language either. And so, yeah. It's like, why would you, if it was a hoax or a prank, why would you go to that that much work? I mean, it's almost not even worth it, you know? To, it's not like you're going to see the, the look on the person's face who's trying to decipher it, you know? Like, like, what is the point to doing that? It's almost like, you know, similar to when a person is literally absolutely in the middle of nowhere and sees some Bigfoot tracks in the snow. It's like, well, if it was a hoax, what's the point? Like who, who would go through the effort of going out there and leaving tracks when they're not even going to be around to see the look on somebody's face, you know, when they're getting pranked. So, yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, it it reminds me of those guys that were hiking in the middle of nowhere and they saw that, 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 figure of a per of a, of a humanoid walk traipsing around in the snow and where they were at relative to where that thing was at was impossible you could see the deep ravines that led to yeah. where they were yeah. where they were versus him you know guys you guys know the video yeah, what, what's about. the final end game for the person who's perpetrating the hoax you know? yeah right I know what I will do. I will write a book in silly language nobody will understand <laughs> <laughs> silly me I will spend years and years of my life. <laughs> oh, Wilfred. And, oh. and you can just picture him. He had the he had the thin mustache that, that curled around at the edges with mustache wax. Yeah. Mm, I, see? And then I he snuck into stuff. the basement of the antiquarium and just left it on the shelf for somebody to come along and buy. Yeah. I do have the one theory that I have is that these may have been 15th century nerds that made their own <laughs> secret language. <laughs> it's the ancient equivalent of like Klingon, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, Klingon yeah, book, and it's a, it's a D&D manual for them to play their weird game back in the 15th <laughs> century. Um, another, you guys didn't think I was going to stop there, did you? No, oh, no. Another ancient scroll that you can read, but it'd be creepy. It's called the Ripley Scroll. As in um, Ripley's Believe It or Not? As in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ah, nice. Um, never, I've or, never heard of that one, I just assumed. Or, or from aliens. <laughs> Good old Ripley. Uh, the Ripley scroll is an English alchemical text that is extremely occultist and obscurinist. Or obscure, obscure, ten, and ist. Obscure. It's obscure, guys. Obscure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the work was attributed to Englishman uh, to an Englishman named George Ripley, 
who lived from 1415 to 1490. Hmm. Its content is painfully elusive to grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically contains what they believe to be spells and incantations and occult symbolism. Um, an excerpt that kind of gives you a, an idea, and I may summon a demon here, so... <laughs> <laughs> if a portal appears behind Eddie and he just disappears, go get help. If y'all see anything weird happen, let me know. Um... Because I'm going to read your headphones so nobody can can hear. You, Put on your frozen headphones. <laughs> here is an excerpt from the scroll, uh, the Ripley scroll. <clears throat> you must make water of the earth, and earth of the air, and air of the fire, and fire of the earth, the black sea, the black luna, the black soul. Come again. <laughs> And there goes the hero. He came to life. <laughs> oh, it took. Eddie, what's uh, that weird just appearing off of your right shoulder? <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, and there's, I got one more if you want to hear this. Please. Lay it on me. <clears throat> Hello, demons. Anyone there? <laughs> I'm going to summon you now. <laughs> <laughs> on the ground, there is a hill. Also a serpent within a well. His tail is long with wings wide all ready to flee by every side. Repair the well fast about, that thy serpent pass not out. For if that he be there agone, thou lose the virtue of the stone. Where is the ground you must know here, and the well that is so clear? And what is the dragon with the tail, or else the work shall little avail? Um... Either the person is a really good poet or they're mentally ill. Did I do something or, bad? You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've never heard of that one either. Have you, Pat? Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, wrapping up the ribs. Uh, the Somewhere there's a dragon awakening, though. <laughs> there's a well with a snake in it that I just <laughs> done out of a up. well someplace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is why uh, the Ripley scroll is dismal and very dense and almost surrealistic in its work uh, with intentional hidden metaphor, abstractionism, poeticism, and symbolism. That's a lot. So of isms. there you go. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of isms. That book, <laughs> that book's got a lot of isms in it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you loud and big words. I don't know if I like that book. <laughs> I'll stick to the good old B-I-B-L-E for me. <laughs> You guys keep kind of fading into Ross Perot. I know. <laughs> remember, uh, speaking of accents, remember when we came back from our Bigfoot expedition in, in uh, Southern Missouri? I mean, we, we, had, and we were around some good old country folk yeah. who had like legit accents. Yeah. And we came back and like all of us, I think, had a little bit of a drawl. Like I, yeah. I, I know for me, I was intentionally trying not to speak like it because you pick, you pick up, up on it. You pick it up quick. Yeah. Yeah, we picked it up fast. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of stuck to us. Well, that and those are my origins anyway. So it's it's a this yeah. is a veneer of civility that I have. <laughs> <laughs> he um, really eats raw steak every night for dinner and he runs around cooking the wimp. <laughs> <laughs> um and the last, but certainly not the least, there are so many of these. We could just go nuts on ancient texts that people have no idea what their purpose is. This one we know the purpose, and people can translate them, but they are 
um, challenging. I'll say that much to a lot of present day dogma. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it that way. <laughs> um, the the last one we're gonna discuss tonight is the Nag Hammadi codices. Have you guys heard of these at all? No, but it just no. makes me think of eggnog. Makes me want some eggnog. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. It's got uh, it's got <laughs> nutmeg and egg, <laughs> and you drink it. Little hint of cinnamon. Um, I'm reading here off my notes. Uh, the Nag Hammadi codices are a collection of Christian manuscripts that remained buried in the Egyptian desert desert for an astonishing 1,600 years, and were only recently unearthed in 1945. Wow. Um, they collectively form the basis for Christian Gnosticism. Uh, and the Gnostics were a sect of Christianity back in the day mm -hmm. um, that kind of formed off of the original Christian movement. Uh, but they were very big into like, um, I'm going to dance on this lightly, uh, the use of... Um, plants <laughs> to enhance one's ability to commune with the spiritual perhaps certain <laughs> certain, certain, certain greeneries and and mushrooms certain and greeneries and, and fungi things from the fungi family yeah exactly uh there are people who believe that some of the references that are made in modern christianity and even within some of our modern myth of christian myth even unto santa claus uh ties back down to some of the gnostic um traditions well i heard um oh joe rogan was talking to who was he talking to in one of his episodes he was talking about the the mushrooms they, they find graham hancock he talked to graham hancock that was the older gentleman from england i i i, I want to say it was somebody else somebody okay. uh that i'm pretty familiar with i just can't think okay. of who it was okay but they were talking about these mushrooms that are red and white yeah, and and you find them under pine trees, and so there there's a whole Christmas story behind a lot of these these mushrooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. red it? and white mushrooms. I'm just thinking that, that makes you get big in Super Mario, right? Booty, booty, booty. I know who it was. He was talking booty, to, booty, booty. Um, uh, oh, he was a MTV VJ um, that he invented podcasting. Or he oh, was one of Kevin's, not 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 uh, Kevin Smith, the Podfather. Oh, what's his name? Adam Curry. Oh yeah, yeah. That's who he was talking Adam to. Car Adam Carolla. No, it was a a Adam Curry, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's an Adam Carolla too, but okay, pretty sure it was Adam um, Curry. But they used, but the Gnostics. <laughs> yeah, he's all spooked out. Anyway, <laughs> fell off the some, train there. Some mind altering substances were used in some of the writings of scriptures or beliefs of the Gnostics. And I think they were more, uh, a little bit more of, along the lines of like spiritualism and, and things like that. Um, Very much I, so. I used to read, you know, kind of early in my uh, spiritual journey, if you will, I kind of binged on uh, Sylvia Brown books. Yeah. And, uh, you know, famous TV psychic used to be on the Montel Williams show. And she wrote a lot about the Gnostics and the Gnostic Gospels and stuff like that. I could be wrong, but I believe that some of their beliefs or, or ancient teachings have to like go back all the way like to the Dead Sea Scrolls and 
like some of their beliefs kind of like dabble in on the fringes of like reincarnation and stuff like that, which, yeah. you know, obviously modern day Bible doesn't mention that, but um, interesting stuff. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's the, and 1945, you said these things were discovered. That's like, yeah. as, that's like yesterday in the grand yeah. scheme of things. That's really recent. They, they were carbon dated just like everything else there. They are as old as they purport to be uh, in closing. Um, uh, these uh, codices give us alternate accounts on some of the thought processes and common narrative that's believed with the, with the traditional church. Uh, the Gnostics, um, these, these books uh, shed an almost occult-like light on the Christian um, religion. So there's a lot of, like you said, Andy, a lot of like practice of interdimensional communication portals spiritual i mean it's all cooked into these in into these books hmm. it's yeah. interesting and they crusty they're they're old <laughs> little light um, reading before you hey, go man. to bed yeah yeah but the funny part is they found these things sealed in clay jars with like wax seals on them i mean these babies were actually pretty well preserved you yeah. know uh, but in uh, like low humidity environment, just buried. Uh, so th those are only three examples of uh, texts that are ancient and people have no clue. Uh, either they're difficult to read or, or, or they say weird things or in, or in the case of the Avoynik manuscript, you can't even read that sucker. So, and if you're looking for something tonight, that's like visually will keep your attention. Look up like pictures of the Voynich manuscript. It's weird stuff, man. It's like yeah. weird flora, fauna. It doesn't even make sense. It's so weird. Um, like yeah. I said, we'll put some pictures up after this just to kind of show it, but it is an odd book. Yeah. 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 That's a good one, Eddie. Lesser known uh, main mystery there. I, I feel like, you know, sometimes you got to get creative in terms of, touching on something that we've never covered before. We've never covered those things. I, I don't believe in recent pop or main mystery. So no, to go to show I you, man, in this world, there's so many secrets that we can still talk about, you know, Dr. Seuss. See, yeah. All the, <laughs> all the places we will, all the paranormal places we <laughs> will go. Paranormal places we'll go. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, with that, um, we'll wrap up the audio portion of this. We want to thank people for listening. Uh, please stay tuned for more episodes from Paranormal Dads. Um, super shout out to um, um, freesound.org for all the wonderful sound effects that you've heard. Um, I need to give a shout out to my daughter, Skye. Uh, she... She's putting in a request, boys. She's getting pretty adamant. She wants there to be a main mystery on fairies, and she okay. wants it now. So oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, who's ever up for main mystery next? You might want to think about fairies and and you know you write it down in your field journal, Eddie. <laughs> well, I, I I have a guest host who wants to uh, join us for a discussion on the Queen Mary as well. He's uh, he's been talking about that forever, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has. The so we'll to do that as well. But I want to give a shout out to Sky as well. I got my water mug here. And I don't what know if it? you can if you, you can read it, but it says Bigfoot saw me, but nobody believes him. Sky yeah. gave me that for Christmas. So thank you, Sky. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a little bit late. We did we got it to you more around uh Valentine's Day. Yeah, or, something like or, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Eddie's looking oh. pretty squatchy over there. <laughs> there he is. What's going on? A big shout out! We have out so to many Eddie. props. We have so many props, like with that <laughs> You just got to roll with it, man. It's, yeah. it's paranormal goodness. Uh, yeah, a big shout out to all of our friends and listeners out there. Um, 
And yeah, I just want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Like I said, like we all said, this is kind of uh, our first time doing this. So thank you for bearing with us as we figured this out. Yeah, thank you, Eddie, for getting this all this pulled together. You were kind of the technical genius behind this one. Oh, and, stop. Uh, you <laughs> stop, Pat. I just love you already. Also, check us out on Twitter, on uh, uh, the, the Instagram. We're there, too. Yeah. And, of course, Facebook. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. And as always, if you have recommendations or suggestions for future topics, hit us up through social media or email. And everyone stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, thanks for being part of our paranormal dad's world. We appreciate it. Thank you all. See you.